sounded like there's like a... This is Doubtfire. Oh, I was thinking... Oh, well, yes, but also in Friends, there's a blooper where he... Joey, like, does Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh! Hello! <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up later. Hello! Hello. <laughs> Cheers! I'm Meg! I thought about today and on I'm my Amy. walk. I'm Amy. I thought about today on my walk when I was like, I'm Amy! <laughs> and I laughed out loud to my... You know Us what? and our catchphrases. You know what I was listening to? Also, today? welcome back to Adding a Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, too. That. Um, All right. Anyways. Yeah. Enough guys. about you guys. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, everyone. <laughs> I was... This ice, I really gotta stop filling my drinks with ice. Meg is sipping red wine with yeah. ice. Yep. Which, yeah, judge me if you want, but I it's don't like my real drinks. real red wine. It's like a sangria red wine, yeah, which yeah, I, yeah. you can probably put ice in. Yeah, right? Because, like, if you, you can know. put fruit in sangria, you can put ice in it. Don't tell me otherwise. But, um, you know what I was listening today, to today on my walk? Recovering Gleek. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Recovering Gleek. My friend favorite pod. pod. Yeah, friend of the pod, Ian and Lena. Um, I am so sad because I finally got to... It's not even the most recent episode, but they just started season six. And so they only have... I'm really behind. They only have 13 episodes left to cover. That's so sad. Isn't that insane? Well, you know what? They're so... Like, they have so much fun that they're going to do other things. I know. And they were talking about that. But I was like, this is so, like, bittersweet. Like, I feel so much more sad about that podcast ending than I ever did about Glee ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. How have you been? I've been sick. Yep. <laughs> yep. So last week. <laughs> guys, we went on a trip last week, basically. So I hope you guys streamed our latest episode. That was part two to our college episode. If you haven't, go stream it. Much funnier than I remember it being. Part one. But so Megan and I weren't planning that was like we didn't know when we were gonna release that um but anyways we had to release it because we were going to record a new podcast last week and i said hey do you want to like come over for dinner i'm making chicken and meg said yes but can i actually just sleep over yeah i had somewhere to be always (laughs) i had somewhere to be the next day for work that was like it's like five minutes from you so i was like yeah I'll come over for dinner, I'll sleep over, we'll make a night out of it. We'll do the podcast. I said, say less. (laughs) Yeah, and it was great, but we, so Amy made this delicious dinner. It's like one of my ideal dinners to ever have. Chicken and potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) We are so Irish. Basic, basic, but it was so good. And we started out the night sitting at the deck. Totally (laughs) fine. Sitting out on the deck, I should say. Totally fine. We had a lot to talk about, so we ended up just... Guys, Mercury is in retrograde. It's, is it it's still... been hitting... It's in retrograde until mid-May. And oh. I forget the exact date. Hopefully not the 19th. It's not, but it's like the 18th or oh. something. It's like the 14th. It's mid-May. Okay. And like, Taurus and Scorpio placement are really hit hard in this. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like every single thing... I, like, nothing so awful has happened, but every single thing just like... I touch it, it breaks. Like, yeah. something, ha- like, just, uh, something keeps happening where I'm, like, another thing, another thing. Yeah. Like, I trip, I hurt myself. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like my toilet's broken, and then one day I flush it, and it just won't ever stop flushing. Yep. And, like, it's just, like, these little things just keep happening where I'm, like, oh, my God. You can feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mercury is definitely in retrograde. Yeah, and I'm, like, of course, like, you know, our... That our boyfriends are going to act up because because they have to. <laughs> because <laughs> that's just the law of the universe when Mercury's in retrograde. So, so Meg and I were just like, hey, 
everything's crazy. Maybe me and you just need to go in our little shell tonight and just <laughs> our shell hide we're tortoises. Yeah. <laughs> and just and have basically a therapy session about just all of the craziness. Yeah. So that's that's what we did. And, and we got so drunk. We I don't even I think we had two drinks out on the I know, deck. I feel like I didn't even like but we talked until it was literally dark outside, and then we were like, it's fine, because I'm sleeping here, and it's like, whatever, we'll just record the podcast, and we'll be a drunk episode. Yeah. yeah. And then I got, like, halfway, not even halfway through my notes. We also played with Nella for, like, an hour or two in between, oh, we like, talking, and then we're like, oh, fine. That's so true. I forgot about that. I feel that. like it was one of those things, though, where we just were so, like, riled up, and had so much going on. Sometimes that alcohol just hits harder. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I felt, at least. It suddenly was like, my brain is so extra relaxed right now yes and it was yeah it was a really really fun night but i got like halfway through the notes that i will go through again and hopefully make more sense of this time and i was like i can't even read these i don't know what they're saying and i said and i, <laughs> and said, I wrote them and i said i'm not even listening to you <laughs> we literally we have it saved and we'll record it basically we do ha- have a safe basically we the have- having the vodka girls had too much vodka yeah <laughs> and, and that's, it's kind it. of astounding that this is the first time that's happened honestly it's definitely probably not the first but the too first much, though, to the that point where we, we really you were like i can't do this and i was like thank god because <laughs> i i just i can't all I want to do is just like close my eyes. Right I now thought you were gonna get so mad at me, and I was oh, gonna no, have to I keep going. Oh no, I was so thrilled. <laughs> I was like, no, we're done. I think you completely stopped responding to me, actually, but I don't really remember. No, but I then- did because I just was. I like my. I couldn't focus on what you were saying. Yeah. And my brain kept going to like whatever we were gossiping about, or like I just. Yeah. I, I was just having such drunk thoughts that I wasn't. Here. Non-linear, just like. Yeah, yeah. We just like wanted to keep out. talking shit. <laughs> I kind of wanted to too. Um, and then we watched. Well, I watched because <laughs> I did. I did fall asleep. We put on John Tucker Must Die, which guys, it's on Hulu. I was also scrolling through with other movies suggested to me on Hulu the other day. The movies on Hulu right now. And fire, fire. I can't think of any examples, but they were so good. I'm gonna have to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, I look over not even ten minutes into the into the movie and you were eyes closed just like this with your arms crossed. Listen, you guys, if it's after 10 p.m., I don't make any promises. <laughs> like, I, I am a sleepy girl. And I, this happens quite often when we watch movies, especially past because 10, 10 p.m. What is it called? Your, your, rhythmic something? <laughs> your circadian rhythm? Yes, I, yeah. my circadian rhythm is so strict. <sighs> I just have such a strict one. That's it doesn't break for anybody, you know not what? even me. I literally will chug coffee before bed. It's like, it's 10.15. Like, <laughs> you gotta go and sleep before yeah. you're hypnotized. <laughs> I do. And then I wake up exactly like 7 a.m. I'm just like on such a, such a strict I'm so jealous of that. I guess. But I, I always pass I've out. I've been getting really good, though. I'm Because one of my goals for this year is fixing my circadian rhythm. I just feel like people make fun of me because I fall asleep. I'm not making fun of you. It is funny, though. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm just stating Not that. really you, but... Yeah, just the fact that it happened. But, um... Because this happens all the time whenever we watch movies. I will, like... We will be like, yeah, movie! Woo! And then I'll put it on, or you'll put it on. We'll sit down. I will be engaged and, like, laughing. And I'll make a joke and I'll look over at you expecting you to be laughing and you will be asleep. Dead asleep. And, <laughs> Dead. like, sometimes you'll keep talking to me. Oh, I do. Some, I did You last do all week. the time. Yeah, because <laughs> what if you're still awake? <laughs> I can't let a joke I know. Well, lie. every once in a while, I, like, just randomly, my brain 
does just decide to stay up and I'm like this is amazing after midnight is so much fun <laughs> I can't even tell you the last I'm such time like I an remember old that lady. happening um probably on inevitable because those ke- mm-hmm. have been keeping me awake that's so the opposite of well I don't really get tired on them but I don't really get tired <laughs> yeah you're just awake <laughs> if if like I am the epitome of that tiktok sound of what do you say we keep these good vibes going because I will I will be the last one awake at mm-hmm. the party Always. Well, my my body's like we will be the first ones. My body is like you can't be like that anymore. Oh, <laughs> so you need to go to bed. But anyway, so we had a really good night, and then thankfully we had that whole episode, so we posted yeah. that. Oh, so we'll stream it. It's a funny one. I don't think this was charging the whole time it was plugged in. Oh, it's okay. If we need to stay, if we need to pause, we can pause. Okay. Um. Yeah. But so then I woke up so hungover. And then I just had a sore throat for the rest of the day, and then it's just been a sore throat for the past week. Yeah. And it's not been fun. Amy texted me the day after, like midday, and was like, hey, I have an appointment at the Minute Clinic. Can you take me, please? I'm afraid to drive on well, my well, own. Because what happened was, is I had... You had a crazy I woke fever. up in the middle of the night, the day after, and I had a... Re- my sore throat was severe, and I like had a fever of like 101. So I made an appointment at the Minute Clinic. I'm like, it's just strep or whatever. Because you've had strep a million times, yeah, right? because I just have problems. And then that afternoon, and I still worked that day, which was such a mistake, but then around like 1 in the afternoon, I finally could chill from working, and then I checked my fever again, and it was 104. Which is like the scariest fever to have. That was, I was like, <gasps> and that's when I texted you, and I was like, dude, I just don't want to drive. Do you mind? Because <laughs> like no one else is around. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. Like, no worries. I'll pick you up after work. Yeah. Because it was after work hours. So I took a time at all. And then it went down. But, so I was fine. And then we went to the minute clinic and these guys were like, you have post-nasal drip. Which is like. Insane. You don't do, you don't get that with a fever. No, it's also a symptom. So it's not even a diagnosis. Yeah. And I'm just like, but I have a fever. They're like, well, you could, but it's like not that bad now. And I was like, I just took Tylenol. I had a 140 degree fever less than five hours ago. So I don't know. So I've just been trying to relax because we're going to Nashville this week. I know, guys. And the fever's been gone, but the throat is still swollen. So guys, just say your prayers. Yeah. I'm not drinking tonight. Yeah. Amy's having the water. I am having the wine because I don't want... Oh my god, we're so Jesus <laughs> Because <poor. laughs> we actually are um, really taking this to church. Because <laughs> we are just good little Catholic girlies. <laughs> we are. With no guilt. Um, yeah, guys, the next time that we record, we'll be back from Nashville. So the next episode is going to be just all about our Taylor. So I guess, so you guys who uh, don't want spoilers for the concert, don't listen to the next that episode. Yeah, because that's probably all we're going to fucking talk about, because yeah. what else would we talk we'll about? We'll pre-warn you again, but... I also kind of want to yeah. do a vlog on... Let's do the whole I thing. W- yeah. I, I want to vlog from the moment... We get to the airport. Yes. Yeah. Maybe before. Should we pull out a video camera? I have one. I have the iPad. Yes. Is that the video camera? Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, I have my little Canon, whatever the felt. Fell? <sighs> whatever the felt. <laughs> I meant Bring to it. say fuck, and then Bring I started it. to say hell. I'm so excited. It so cool. So much fun. Um, but that'll be next week. Okay. I kind of want to also ask Claire if she wants to, if she would be game for, like, just a fun vault episode with her. I love that, too. Okay. Okay, okay we'll ask okay. her. But also, if we don't end up asking her before she listens to this, Claire, do you want to be on an episode? <laughs> Claire, call in. Yeah. <laughs>
401. We, we owe you an episode, basically. One, two, three, four. Um, uh, and we love you, and thanks for having us, and can't wait to see you soon. I'm so... Like, today was the first day that it really, really hit me because I've been so nervous about the plane ride because I'm an anxious mess. Mm-hmm. Um, that it hit me. Also, like, I think seeing, like, the... First of all, she did I Bet You Think About Me for a secret song, and that was what I was hoping for, which... I feel like I'm, yes, sad that it wasn't my date, obviously, but not everything revolves around me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I just got really excited that she did do one of the songs that I was so hype about. And also she did Gorgeous, which I didn't even think was on the, I, in my list of songs that I, I hoped for. I didn't even think about it. I didn't include it because I did not think that she would do it. I didn't even think it was in the realm of possibility. Oh my god, just like those songs alone. And the other side of the door, like this was honestly... Guys, there's spoilers in this episode (laughs) too. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't think about that. But like, I don't know, all of that just got The other side of the door. I know. That is the get... I said that, I said... I wish she fucked that one up so that... Other side of the door is the getaway car of Fearless. Fearless. And you said that, and that is the most inspired thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It's so fucking true. I am the Taylor Swift... Of guru, <laughs> of <laughs> our friendship. <I'm> you, <laughs> I mean, you used That's to write songs, true. so there yeah, you go. But your English is better. Yeah, <sighs> not anymore. <laughs> Two brains together don't make one. <laughs> <laughs> make Could. an extra drunk night. Yeah, asleep. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I'm very excited. I like today was the first day that I did like a little happy dance to myself in the mirror. Like I just like couldn't contain myself. It's going to be, like, actually the best trip ever. It's going to be a trip of a lifetime. Like, I I feel like it's just going to be one of those trips, like, we're never going to forget. Ever. Yes. We have to go get disposable cameras. Um, just throwing it out there. Okay. Now that all that is out of our system. Um, so the episode that we were going to record and then ended up getting too drunk for is finally at long last. I know I've been teasing this for months, a.k.a. I was very slow to do the research because I'm lazy. Um, parasocial relationships, guys. Um, and this is a good episode for Amy to be a little bit sick still because it's mostly going to be me presenting my findings, which is just, you know, regular. I, I really did not do a lot regular. of <laughs> I just didn't, like, put a lot of emphasis on compiling the research into, like, a clear timeline. It's really just, like, a bunch of interesting shit that I found in like YouTube videos and in like I did actually look up a peer-reviewed article so shout out to my girlies who did theses theses shout out to the thesis girlies <laughs> and that's theses not theses um also guys it was so, so cute you know. before we get into it we were sitting with Nella earlier and like <laughs> we've just decided she's just like such a girl's girl she's like such a girl's girl she, she likes just, to hang out with the girls she likes shit. the tea yep. she literally is like she'll run away from everyone else but like Meg's here she like she, we're like talking I'm she so, laid down she flopped down it is like we the honor of a lifetime that she likes me like that's so cool and she she knows how to make people feel special mm. she's a special girl mm-hmm. but yeah so why did we I just wanted to Oh, because I I got here and I tried to sit down on the floor and I accidentally put my hand directly on top of one for poops. (laughs) For poops. Oh, I thought you said boobs. No, she does not have boobs. Oh, yeah, the little poopies. Those little poops. Not feces. (laughs) Yeah, the little poops, like, 
It was so funny. It was like smack dab in the That's center. That's how I feel like when I walk in. I'm always like, my foot just only ever lands on it. Uh, like directly on top of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, I have a, a bunch of just random notes that I found from interesting things I, I found from Googling parasocial relationships. And then I feel like we can just have like an open discussion about it. This is already on such a better track than it was last week. I remember saying these words, but like not well. I'm actually listening this time. Too. Oh, that is so great. But um, I have, I was going to start with the YouTube video that I watched. Actually, I am. So um, a great presentation on parasocial relationships, especially a lot of times like parasocial relationships is becoming one of those terms that's thrown around a lot these days, especially on like, I remember talking now about Stan Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not even in my notes. So I know I was talking off the cuff immediately, but that is something that is just like thrown around a lot now. Like I always say I have a very deep parasocial relationship with Taylor Swift and I feel like I do, but like not in the way that parasocial relationships have really been studied in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times up until recently it's mainly been a term used like in relation to fictional characters in like tv movies books media whatever not like actual people that has been part of the research but like not fully it's been mostly like this i'll explain a little bit more but it is something that's becoming even more like um like gaslighting like that was like the word that was thrown around a couple years ago that everybody uses gaslighting is like the best word that's ever been everybody does it (laughs) yeah it's fine my mom is a big fan of it now not like i mean well she's doing it (laughs) i mean that's a different deep dive and i'm saying no she really is like when she learned that word she now is like they're a gaslighter they're i'm like you just i mean good for you it rightfully so though because I feel like that and like this is kind of in the same that's why I brought it up and compare I'm comparing the two because I feel like they're it's like a phrase that is something that is assigned to something that we did not know too much about beforehand but Mm -hmm. is something that's so common that's why I kind of brought it up I don't know if any of that made sense. sense to me okay cool great um so I'll start out with uh, some notes that I have on this really fabulous TED Talk from Jennifer Barnes, who, if you watch it, I don't, I didn't write down what university she's from. I think it's like the University of Oklahoma. That's what it is. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Brain. Um, and she's like a English professor or like a, a no, I think she's a, a professor of psychology and also a novelist. So mm-hmm. she's written like 14 books. Like she like is like one of those it's writers so funny that just puts out so much My shit. little brain is now coming back and remembering, oh, Meg talked about this super fucking book. I know. Book. And like, literally. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> literally, as it's I'm saying It's kind of weird it, that I'm like, wait, this is like. You already said this. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm having the same exact reaction. But um, so she. And also it's light out now. It was like, it was like the middle. Are we okay? No, (laughs) no, absolutely not. Um, so she found the whole idea of parasocial relationships very interesting because she had crafted characters and also was like part of fan culture. So like she was on Tumblr, she was on Twitter, she was on for whatever shows and whatever, you know, movies that she loved. So like not only was she a person putting out fiction, 
and like producing stuff and having people interact with her characters Mm -hmm. the way that she was interacting with them like interacting with other characters but she was also i just said it she was a participant in the fandoms or just you know the circles that other people were without the fictional characters so she did the math um, like, fascinating math that only, like, professors can do in my mind because I can't do it. Oh, well, we don't even do math. <laughs> no. I, I don't even attempt it. Oh, no. I convinced myself I'm too good for it. <laughs> Just I'm too pretty to do math. For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> I agree with it. But for not legal reasons, I'm not joking. Um, anyway, she did, like, math where she figured out that people have spent an estimated... 235,000 years reading, just reading the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, based on, like, the amount of books sold. Like, I think it's actually, I don't know, rem- I don't remember, I didn't write this down, if it was only the books or if it was the movies. Wait, I I am remembering. Am I doing this the exact same way? <laughs> I don't even, just more sober. I don't even remember. Okay. I was somewhere else. The way I'm, I didn't write it down, but now that I'm, like, reading off my notes and um like remembering what she said i think she calculated it like if every person who bought one singular copy who went to go see the movies in theater one time um and maybe that's it i don't remember the units but she came out with this like insane number of years that people would have spent on the harry potter franchise and it did not include like all the rewatches all the rereads mm-hmm. all of like the times that people were writing fan fiction all of that shit so yeah two hundred thirty-five thousand years and this is like how she opens up her ted talk um did i even say her name jennifer barnes yeah, you did okay she, to the university of oklahoma. <laughs> she teaches at the university of oklahoma and this is like just be proud of us okay we are I know, just right? mercury is still retrograde <laughs> yeah i again spent a total of maybe like cum- cumulatively 25 minutes on this whole research um so that left her with two that like figure left her with two questions why did we spend that much time on harry potter as like you know if you are a fan a collective fan base and what effect does that sort of relationship between you and that work and you and those characters have on us Mm -hmm. um I loved this TED Talk for many different reasons, and I'll get into all of them, but um, she posed a great comparison between, like, kind of what I drew with my own thesis between, like, Kate Middleton and, like, people who consume... If you love the royal family, you definitely know who Kate Middleton is at this point. And so, let me see, actually, what day or, like, when this was released. This was released March 2015. So, like... That was only, like, what, four years, three years after they got married, her and Prince William. Um, so just to put that in context, like, that was, like, the height of, like, everybody, everybody was talking about her. Yeah, like, everyone knows who she is. She was, like, a slut, like, in America. Like, beyond too. just being a royal and marrying into a royal family and, like, being part of a monarchy, she was a celebrity. She was a mm-hmm. household name. Um... And if you do consume a lot of royal content, 
you probably feel like you know her because you saw her highly publicized wedding. You saw her pregnancies. You were there. You weren't there. But, like, you saw the moment that she and William walked out with their children after Mm -hmm. she gave birth. Like, all these, like, really seemingly intimate moments of somebody's life you are, like, consuming. Because it's, like, you know, if you are a fanatic of the royal family, which, like, I'm using the word fanatic because a lot of people who do follow them are... Yeah, pretty. Well, I feel like also specifically too in America, you're a fanatic. Like in in Britain, in, that's like yeah, your monarch. That's just yeah. your. That's so regular. Yeah, exactly. but here it's like if you're doing it, then they're like you're making them a like a celebrity celebrity culture. Yep, exactly. And so, I've talked, I've like thrown around my thesis <laughs> I a lot. Whispered once. <laughs> I mentioned it, like, <laughs> I wrote a thesis, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did, because it was, like, the, I don't know, eight-year, six-year anniversary of me presenting it. Oh, that was such a bad day. It was actually a great day, because it ended. Um, I almost posted something about it on Having a Vodka on Instagram. Guys, follow us. Um, and then I was like, I haven't, I really haven't even talked about it in depth. But what I... Uh, presented on and did research on was hyper celebrity which is a term I coined (laughs) (laughs) um I think I don't even remember but um I used that term to describe Kate Middleton and Kim Kardashian and I drew comparisons between the two of them and um a lot of what my thesis revolved around was privacy and how entitled fans and and people who follow public figures are feel entitled to a celebrity's privacy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just worded that so much better than I did for 12 minutes in my presentation. <laughs> well, but, that's because now it's our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. It's so much more serious than graduating college. Like, <laughs> But um, we are not only consuming the content about people in traditional forms of media. I swear to God, that connects to what I'm about to say. Um, like movies, TV, songs, books, those are the fictional characters I was talking about, but we're also consuming content about actual real-life people in social media and the tabloids. Mm-hmm. That was basically my whole thesis. My whole thesis was the latter half of that was social media and tabloids. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing that I love the most about Jennifer Barnes's TED Talk was that, and I was, I was literally sitting there, I was like, I have a couple of hours, spare hours to myself, I think this was like last week, or no, two weeks ago sometime, either after work or on the weekend, I really can't remember. I was like, let me just, let me do the parasocial relationship research and see if there's any interesting videos on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I looked that up and this I honestly, I just love that about our podcast in general, <laughs> is when you have to do research something, suddenly it's like... Has anyone ever really dove into it? And then you yeah. just find all this stuff. And it's all like, like <gasps> I know. I know. That's how I thought was like the fire Festival one. I was like, <gasps> oh, there's so much. There's like so much crowd. content. Yeah. I know. Which like makes, it's kind of like we're shouting into a void. But like, that's fine. I think we're interested. But we're doing it together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and I was sitting there and I was making my friendship bracelets for the, the tour and I really did not think that Taylor was going to come in unless I mentioned her. But Jennifer Barnes mentions Taylor Swift in this presentation. And I was sitting there like, oh! <laughs> acting shocked as oh if she's God. not like, even then in 2015, at another peak of her career, like she wasn't a household name that of course somebody would bring up. 
um, because she is my close personal friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, well, she's our little indie artist. So, it's a family. Exactly. It's a family She's show. my little, my little known, uh, not, not everybody knows her, Taylor Swift. Uh, she's my friend, um, who we're not going to go see with 60,000 other people in a stadium. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know us. Yeah. That's more important. Um, so she proposes the reasoning. Oh, I guess I just didn't really take many uh, bullet points on her, what she drew comparisons to Taylor Swift. Probably because it's everything that I was already going to say. Yeah. So, um, let's just move on. But it was funny, and honestly, I highly recommend going and watching that video because it's so, this is so cool to me Mm -hmm. and my brain, and I feel like our listeners would also find it very cool. Um, She proposes that the reasoning why parasocial relationships feel so real, this is really cool, is that for most of human history, until recently, if you saw a person as often as you see celebrities or your favorite characters or whatever, like whatever media you seek out, whatever your comfort like character mm-hmm. or celebrity is, um, the only time we saw people as often as we do them is because you really knew them. So like, mm-hmm. and this is just another thing where like, Media itself has just advanced so far so fast. Like, think about, throw back, like, just put yourself in the shoes of, like, somebody in the 1940s when, like, really big celebrities like this did not exist. Like, yeah, yeah there were movie stars at that point, but they were, like, it, that was just getting started. But you weren't even, but even then, it wasn't, like, they were doing vlogs and day in the life. Like, you're exactly. now changing your entire way of being to Literally. match this person that you're obsessed with. Like, yep. they eat this, so I eat this. They, you yep. Like, their entire day. And then the lines get even more blurry. I'm happy you brought up blogs because, like, the parasocial relationships that people have with, like, just YouTubers who are regular people opening up and then, like, gain success and gain, like, a celebrity status almost just from doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, need, like, security at their house because they have stalkers and everything. Like, mm-hmm. it, like just, like, that alone is kind of a new thing that only just started becoming real in the past, like, 60, 70 years. Like, that is fascinating to me. That's Crazy. wild. The fact that, and, like, the I would, fact... I never, ever want to be famous. Oh, I do. I don't. <laughs> I literally am so scared well, half the, the time shit, in general. Yeah. I'm always, like, I want to be rich, but I'm like, I don't want anybody to know who I am ever. Yeah, that's a good point, honestly. I've always wanted to be famous. Well, I did so. when I was, like, young, but but no, really now I'm like, mm, I know. There are, like, when I walk down the street alone half the time. There so. really are so many detriments to being, like, to achieving that level of fame because of all the danger it puts you in. It's really, it's frightening. And I need to remind myself of that all the time. So thank you for saying that. Well, so I was just watching a YouTube video talking about one of Selena Gomez's stalkers. Oh my God. And it's this guy who like just some middle-aged man and he's been put in jail before for stalking. Like, uh, like he's a stalker in general. And I guess he like stalked a waitress at some point. And so he's put in jail for a few years and got out. And he's been trying to like get to Selena Gomez. And he's, Yikes. he literally said something and he's obviously crazy he said to something like, God, I talk to God. They always talk to God. They always talk and to God. And then he's like, God's telling me I have to kill her. <gasps> and so he, he, Selena knows, and she's trying to get restraining orders against him. And for some reason, the judge is not granting her restraining orders. And it gets, so, it gets so mentally weird because this guy is saying, 
no, I talked to God. God wants me to kill it. Like, to the judge. Ooh. And then it's getting to the point where this guy is saying, please give Selena. Like, the stalker's like, give her the restraining order so I can't get to her. Which is even more <laughs> crazier. I know. So it's so, like, anyway. So I just watched, like, a whole video on, like, oh, just happy. that stalking situation. I'm happy thing. I brought you up. Or I brought you up. I'm happy <laughs> yeah, I, brought, I raised you. I raised you right. <laughs> Meg did raise me. <laughs> Oh my god. This um, is a mother-daughter podcast. No, 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 no. What I was going to say, I'm happy you brought that up because I didn't take any notes for this particular um, YouTube video that I watched, but I want to shout it out. It was really good, um, and it, it did cover a K-pop star, and I talked about this very mm-hmm. drunkenly and could not connect the dots for the life of me because I didn't take notes on it, and I was really shit-faced, but... <laughs> Basically, I love how we're like they have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea. I haven't listened to it. I know we I do have thirty minutes recorded. Oh God, um, but basically, also one of my favorite YouTubers that like covers a lot of like pop culture and like media stuff. Naomi Cannibal, mm-hmm. great yes, name. I've seen that also, one. Um, so the video is called "Parasocial Relationships: Strangers Aren't Your Friends," <laughs> which is honestly a great reminder to some people like that. But they cover a lot of um, this K-pop star. Again, didn't write down their name because I was making friendship bracelets. I was busy. Um, <laughs> For my real friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but apparently there's this there's this German fan of a K-pop star who was like making these YouTube videos and was basically just like talking to her and was like, hey, whatever your name is, like... I'm really sad I can't be with you. Don't worry. I'm going to, like, get my visa. Like, all this fucking shit. Like, Mm -hmm. and she had to get multiple restraining orders. And, like, obviously it's very difficult also when it's not happening in your country. So, like, that was a whole thing. Like, she lives in Korea and he lives in Germany. But, like, he very well could go to Korea. And so, like, she was trying to prevent him from ever being near her at all. And, like, all this stuff. Watch the video because I'm paraphrasing and I don't even know if I'm doing it right. But... That's, like, a whole other thing that I didn't even take notes on is the whole absolutely devastating, scary side of this. Because well, we've even spoken before, like, yes, we love Taylor Swift and, like, other celebrities, but there's those celebrities that... I'm never going to go stand outside of her house. Even talking about... We talked about the... Um, Afraid of her security. But we talked about the Selena and Haley drama and the people who, like, actually send... Like, okay, we might be team Selena, but, like... We don't have energy to go send death threats to anybody. Like, why? Also, you, like, exactly why? Ever. Even if I hated anybody, I would also, never. Also, what difference do that. is it going to make? You are well. I mean, death threats. That's different because Haley was receiving a shit ton. Can we yeah. also talk about the lyric in um, Sabrina Carpenter's song? Because I liked a boy when she's like, I bet mm-hmm. death, death threats filling up semi trucks. Because of her and Olivia, like Rodrigo I don't understand any Joshua Bassett. Like, like we talk <laughs> shit, like we talk, but like we never like go out of our way on the internet or like, <laughs> no, but like just in celebrity wise, like there's such a difference between loving somebody and then yep. feeling the need to like go. Cr- I don't even make somebody a, want to die. Di- want yeah. somebody to die. Feel the need that like to break into their home. Yeah, whatever you're going to do with that. I, I, so I didn't, and that's like a deeper psychological analysis that I. Clearly, I didn't dedicate a lot of time to this, so I don't have time for that. Like, <laughs> somebody else with a degree can do that. Um, and then I'll react to it. But, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, yeah. Parasocial relationships, again, being thrown around a lot, but they are real and they do have consequences. <laughs> like, I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, my... 
not to say the word thesis for the 80th time, but that's my thesis statement here, I guess, question mark. I don't know. Um, so a bullet point beyond like the whole, this is a new phenomenon. So pair all of that, like this just like cropping up because we have more access to celebrities than we ever have. Mm -hmm. um, pair this with the artist's art form. Oh, this is actually a thought that I actually had. I forgot. This is like something I wrote. That's a vibe. I'll put it on a coaster. I just need to do this. Um, so pair this with the artist's art form and how they communicate and how deep the communication goes. And that feeling can intensify the parasocial relationship even more. So what I mean by that is, and this is where I tried to explain it drunk and I was not doing a good job. Um, what I mean by that is think about I'm going to use Taylor because it's the most accessible example that I have. Think about how she became famous off of like autobiogra autobiographical songwriting. Mm. And like she really did let her fans in to a whole side of like artists. Artists don't usually do that, especially like pop artists when she started to get not only just popular, but when she went into the world of pop music and like we're like not when she was popular because she's, our, she's not that because well she known. is our indie <laughs> artist that yeah. only we know about um but like that's even that is a point mm -hmm. like we do feel like we know her because of her autobiographical songwriting it's just like crazy to, and like then she releases folklore which is like mostly just you know which but from what she says made up stories wink wink but like yeah. real emotions yeah exactly. my defense and so I like there's just this like very blurry line there where like and like again comparing that to like bloggers who just like show you everything about their life mm -hmm. and like a, a, if you want to consider that their quote-unquote art form then like it just drops down that like wall of vulnerability to like almost nothing and it is like sharing details like a friend would and, like, even just, like, again, comparing Taylor, think of, like, all the videos that come out from the Eras tour where she is talking to this massive fucking crowd, but, like, she's talking to, like, the joke that she did this weekend, spoilers abound, sorry, um, when she was having technical difficulties and she was, like, uh, to, like, you know, pass the time, let me tell you a joke, like, that's funny and, mm -hmm. like, cute and fun and, like, that's what I would do if well, I, I were talking like to a friend. Even, like, the part where she acknowledged that there's, like, TikToks about people figuring out the songs they're, like, yeah. doing. You and, think like, you that's just almost like the internet, exactly. And that's, like, her actually, like, looking into our little world mm -hmm. as opposed to just us only looking at her, her social media. She's, yep. like, seeing ours, too, and it's, like... Yeah, so exactly. Taylor thing. Us. That's, like, another thing that she did like, almost to, like, knock the end, but, like, guys, also, I really do have to shout out, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but there's this new YouTube channel called I'm Still Writing Pages, and if you're insane, like me, not, like, insane stalkery, but just insane to... <laughs> insane without the stalker. If you're insane to, like, invest this m amount of time to watch a four-part, multi-hour-long breakdown of Taylor Swift's entire career... I'm still writing pages on YouTube. She's really funny, honestly. And she's a big Swifty. She literally covered, like, to the, my, the most minutia of Taylor's career. Mm. Um, and brings up the fact that to build up her fan base in the beginning, she was very active on, on MySpace. 
and was so interactive with fans that like that is still echoing throughout her. So funny. I was and now that. she's put up that wall again where she's like, I like she's not doing secret sessions. She's not doing and yeah. like she's not doing meet and greets. And yes, that's kind of because of COVID, but also she's almost too like fans are taking it too far. You so. get scared. I mean, yeah. I, I, I am just saying, I can't believe she even did a lot of those things in before. the first place. I know. Like, but it's like, super that's how... awesome she did and great, but it is like a lot. And she wanted to be a famous musician so bad that she knew that, it, like, and she also wanted that close. That's what she wanted. Yeah, exactly. So, what were you going to say? Oh, no, just I was looking at the debut album the other day and it says, like, MySpace slash Taylor Swift. And I was just like, isn't that like. A mind fuck. It's on her. She's single-handedly bring back album. MySpace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like I know Maybe they it should be on David Taylor's version. I know she. Saying. I know they tried to bring back MySpace a couple years ago, but they were kind of unsuccessful. If Taylor, if Taylor Swift, I know the Swift Life was also a thing. I was on the Swift Life. Were you? No. It was dumb. <laughs> but what was it? If we all went back, it was the app that she came out with. Like, right when Reputation... Or maybe it was, like, six months after Reputation came out. Or wait, yeah. I, I think I remember you telling me that. Oh, it was a couple where, months. It was actually... You know where my Christmas. brain went to? Miley World. Because <laughs> that... <laughs> That's a good example. I wasn't on it because you had to pay for it, but, like... Oh, um, yeah. I wanted to be. Well, I remember... Well, fan clubs in general are kind of, like, in the parasocial relationship world. I wanted to be a part of um, All Time Lows fan club so bad. I, I used to beg my mom to sign. And it was like a $75 like intro It was fee. like what Miley's was. Wild. I wanted to be on that too. But I guess that's nice that there's a paywall because it kind of keeps crazies out in a way sometimes, maybe? I guess. Was, what do you get to do? I don't know. I don't know. I also wanted to be a part of the Mary Kay National Wilson fan club. Ugh. You could sign up on email. I did, but I don't, like nothing happened. <laughs> you can sign up on email. <laughs> But, if, but I think oh, I just got, you anything? Yeah, no. I just got like the emails. Wait, also, okay, so this is where like the discussion part, this is what I wanted to happen. So like even thinking of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, they got so, they're another career where I love learning about because. I love Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. See, they I was never. so interesting to me. I was never a huge Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen girl. Like I read their books, their books were amazing, but I, I. I have only seen maybe one of their movies, which is crazy. I love them. I hate even admitting that because it's like a sin, but... It's not a sin. <laughs> it they feels so, like a they, sin. They, someone said it at one point. It was like, they have like 70 movies. They, yeah. And it's all just these I ones from like when people, they were little. I know, <laughs> like, it's so weird. But um, the real, the good one was when they went to their grandma's house for Halloween. That's the one I watched. I only saw their like the older teenager movies. I, I only saw the little cool. kid ones. I listen. And anything about young Amy, she loved a good preteen. Like I was like, no, I, I did too. anything that's like a boy sweeps girl off their feet. Ugh. I was like, I'm. That's my life. I'm Same. gonna get sent to London, <laughs> middle London boy. See, just I, like Taylor, probably also loved Rip. Oh, Mary Kate Ashley movies. I think she's mentioned that before. Honestly, probably. What is it? Passport to Paris. What's the London one? I forget. Um. I don't know because I didn't see it, <laughs> but it's like on the tip of my tongue. I think I feel like I could really, if I really sat down and thought about it. But that's a good comparison in career wise because also, do you know that they're like the only, like they're some of the only billionaires. Yes, I I do. No, I know, but I'm like it's just fan. like crazy. <laughs> and like, like Full House keeps like making fun of them, and it's like so I d- I liked Fuller House being back on. Same, but I also R I P Bob Saget, but like also. Ugh. I 
don't understand. Like, I feel like they come for them kind of aggressively, like jokingly mm-hmm. aggressively. But like these girls were so young and have now chosen to live so privately, and exactly. that needs to be And they never have to go out again if they don't no. want to. And they don't want to, and they don't do anything to anybody. Exactly. Um, you know who I'm referring to? Who has the best video about their career? Deep dive on YouTube. Guys. I love that one too. Shout out to them. I don't mm-hmm. remember their names. Um, they have like pseudonyms, but they're mm-hmm. amazing. Just Google deep dive Mary Kate Nashley Olsen. Um, but that's my point. It's like they got so famous so young, they could never go out in public again, and it wouldn't make any difference because they, they were able to really amass such a successful career outside of acting, outside of mm-hmm. singing, which I also had their cassette tape. Um, I forgot but that's that. about it. And, like, I can't even remember the song for the life of me. I know that there are Mary-Kate and Ashley girlies out there. I was, like, mm-hmm. almost one of them. But I think my mom got weirded out by them, which is how most of my childhood interests petered off. My, my, <laughs> my mom still has that effect on me. 100%. Right. In every, every possible way. Ugh. But, um, okay. So, parasocial relationships can buffer against losses of self-esteem. This is also really interesting. This is from the same Jennifer Barnes video. Parasocial relationships can buffer against losses of self-esteem and social rejection if we're drawing social-emotional support from not only our real friends in real life and loved ones, but our fictional friends as well. That puts more value on the relationship. So, like, if you are reading a book and you are so tied to those characters, like, I'm thinking of Mandy now with her fantasy books. Shout Shout out to to Mandy. Mandy. (laughs) Literally jinx. Um, like, these really, like, like, almost mutually beneficial, satisfying relationships you get from reading these books that you return to, and these characters you return to, Mm -hmm. and feeling understood and, like, seen by these characters, even though they're not real, that can be extremely comforting to a person, um, and researchers have studied that even when some subjects are shown a picture of their favorite celebrity or fictional character, they perform better on cognitive tasks. That's fascinating. I'm sorry. Like, that's so cool. I believe that 100%. So social facilitation... The, oh, so that's called the social facilitation effect, which is the same effect you would have if you... It, you'd see if the subject was faced with a real friend. So that just kind of, like, scientifically proves the whole parasocial thing I just said. <laughs> can you guys tell that this is why I didn't pursue academia I can't fucking talk so yeah I can't either apparently my throat keeps getting out oh well I just can't form sentences like from my brain to my mouth no that's so interesting and that's so good and it really like it's it's like amazing and crazy at the I same find time. this insanely fascinating um, moving on to, so that was like the fun side of the notes, basically. Um, and <laughs> well, I mean, this is no, still, this is the not fun. No, this is still fun. This is just like the serious research that I did, like, of the peer, the peer, re- oh, wow, the peer reviewed article side things. Um, so a 2002 article entitled Parasocial Interaction, a review of the literature and a model for future research, um, defined a parasocial interaction, which was first coined in 1956. So think back to when I was like, you know, this really only just started happening like six, 60, 70 years ago. 
I mean, I was about to say the 50s weren't 70 years ago, but my dad's 68 and he was born in 1955. So, you know what? Yeah. Um, so they define that as the relationship between media, media users and media figures. So we would be the users in this relationship. And again, using Taylor because she's the easiest thing I can think of. Mm -hmm. She's the media figure. So basically, like, who's doing the consuming and what is the figure of consumption? Um, the user will form this bond through media consumption, basically what I just said, and then respond as though in a typical social relationship. So go back again to what I was just saying before we took a break, like, that whole typical friend situation, like, even just, like, the, again, with the research that people did, like, psychologists did where showing somebody a photo of their favorite celebrity and then the person doing better on cognitive tasks. Mm -hmm. That's so that crazy. That is insane to me. Like, I just can't get over that. But just, you know, and the way that I am posing that is basically, like, I, the whole thing that we do where we feel like we are only understanding each other and nobody else is responding mm -hmm. like understanding us yeah meg and i have this thing that we really bond over <laughs> where we just we feel like we just face life and we speak and people just not along but no one nobody or knows like, what we're saying sometimes like to the point where it feels like we speak we're a going crazy language yeah and they some people just accept us yeah and like we've just come to the conclusion that that's everybody and we're the only people that understand each other and like and that's why we're friends forever <laughs> exactly and doesn't that make you feel like you could like i feel like also so again kind of in the same vein and now i'm getting like too excited and i can't convey my thoughts but like the whole performing better on cognitive tasks thing i'm stuck on that because like that is so cool like that's basically like me talking shit with you and then like doing a better job at work yeah. like that's except like, it was the opposite we got <laughs> trashed <laughs> well not like last week but like you know what I mean like I've had moments like that where like you just feel so much better after being with one of your friends and like mm -hmm. having that moment to like even just be really be like authentically yourself and so you do better at doing something else I can't even think of an example of what you would do like I'm thinking of like working retail because that's like my yeah. baseline for everything so like I don't know. I just think that is endlessly very cool. Um, this kind of, this whole concept kind of combines psychology, psychiatry, and communication studies when talking about this. Um, and there are two essential functions of a parasocial interaction, companionship and personal identity. So again, we've kind of touched upon both of those before. I'll get into it a That's little bit more. I know. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, it really does make sense. Mm -hmm. Because if you're viewing this figure, this media figure, as a friend of yours, it is very much tied to your personal identity. Um, initially, media consumers were thought by researchers to have developed parasocial interactions due to deficiencies in social life and dependencies on television. So that's like going back again to when this was first happening and, you know... The, from the moment that each household, like, TVs in a household became a normal thing, like, even just economically, and it was more accessible to everybody, that's when we saw the groundwork for everything that we live through every day. Mm -hmm. Like, even just your job, just working in media itself, 
like it just revolutionized like your I know. job the guilt i feel from <laughs> it trust me like i like mm, for legal reasons that's a joke but um <laughs> i really do sometimes in my job i'm like i feel like i'm just contributing to but that's why like <laughs> that still like is such like a philosophically not that interesting. i actively do anything like, isn't that something, I mean, y'all are going to have to confirm this for us, but, like, isn't that something that, like, legit philosophers are debating still as, like, if this is a positive or negative effect on the human race? Like, mm-hmm. just, like, even access to television, access to the internet, access to radio, access to any, like, any sort of media. Um, I just think that's really cool. So, that was the initial, like posing of the question like this came out of a deficiency in social life and a dependency on let's just say media not just television Mm -hmm. um technology really increased this obviously a lot um this is a quote let's see if i can read it correctly um that's your quote that's a quote put that on my tombstone (laughs) this is a quote let's see if i can read it Internet as a means of facilitating traditional relationships, i.e. use of internet dating sites. Other reasons... Okay, yeah, I'm not going to read it right. It's like a partial quote that I should have framed a little bit better. Dot, dot, she didn't read it right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, Technology really increased this. Now I'm doing the exact (laughs) same thing (laughs) that I did last time. Take a breath. Um, basically other researchers have praised the internet for its liberating potential. Um, oh, and see, this is where I actually like cited my source. I shouldn't do that because then it's going to fuck me up. This isn't a paper. This is a podcast. This is a therapy session right now. (laughs) This is a deep dive. I love deep dives, but I hate using MLA format. (laughs) Um, Okay. Praise the internet for its liberating potential where one can try out different identities freed from physical constraints of age, gender, and ethnicity. Okay. Here's my question to you. Like, going back to college, basically, like, how many, how many classes did you take that were, like, gender studies? None. Okay. It was a Catholic school. I took gender studies. No, but I mean, like, I I was a business major, so it was, like, business classes, and then if there was other classes, it was Catholic classes. Okay. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. It's just, it makes, it does make sense, because my, my major was English communications, and it was all communications, so, like, I think I had to actually take women and gender studies, that's what it was called. I took a philosophy class, and I thought it was I loved philosophy. I, but I thought I, I, well, I thought I would too. No, my my professor was like See, I had a great I had, mine was, we've had this exact Mine literally mine literally just said everything I said was wrong. And I was like, it's philosophy. I know. I think that's kind of like something that they do, especially with philosophy. I know, but then he like failed me. Well, that sounds like a him problem. Yeah. <laughs> Except he made it a you problem. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm doing my best. I actually, like, I, that's like the class I think I did the most reading for. I remember you said you were doing good at it, and I was like, I'm doing And it was like, like my last 8 a.m. class that I ever took, too. Mm-hmm. And so I was going, I was literally rolling out of bed and showing up. Um, but, okay, so my point in asking that, I had a point, I swear, <laughs> was age, race, and gender is, like, the foundation of every 
media theory mm-hmm. because it those three things do influence the way you consume media and the way that you think so much like for obvious reasons like you know i i would like to throw in your economic status in there but it's really just age race and gender mm-hmm. um because honestly those three things can also affect your economic status for this is getting too deep but like you know what i mean yes i do so that's why i asked that question because like i was asked that question beyond philosophy beyond my women and gender studies class in like every media class i ever took because you are if you're going to look at media critically you need to take into account what the audience like what the average audience is Mm -hmm. in age gender race Well, that's what we do for my work, too. Like, when we come up with campaigns, we have a whole research team, and we go, like... There you go. Can you... Like, when we do our proposals, we'll include, like... One was for Carnival Cruise we did. Yeah. And they wanted to get, like... Sometimes it is LOL, though, because sometimes <laughs> you just, like... Or, like, the target isn't there. Yeah. But they wanted to do young... The young crowd. Mm. Which, like... How young? <laughs> like, 18. Like, 18, like... 18, oh, okay. like but just like that's you mean not people with no money. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and like exactly. and you just so and then it's like well then we're gonna research like which one of our demographics, of like which um, eighteen year olds, listen to these shows who also want to go on a cruise and it, it didn't come back very positive. Well, obviously, yeah, for obvious reasons. And that's, I, but that's such a good example. Though. That's actually most of my kids. Well, whatever. Which is why my job's like me. Yeah, but I mean, like it's actually funny that you ended up doing that because I. Outside of, like, me just, like, watching shows and TV for fun and not looking at really anything critically anymore because I don't, um, like, you are doing it so much more in your daily life than I am. Ugh. I'm sorry. But I don't care. We really should switch lives. I was here, for, well, it's not, I was really here to work in radio. I don't I know. know what this crap is. I know. Um, so one of the big questions of this article that I'm basically making a bullet point list off of... <laughs> is if online interaction with another person or figure is as rewarding as face-to-face social contact. And, like, think about it again. This was published in 2002. Think about how much things have advanced since then. Like, it's kind of insane Mm -hmm. to, like, think back 21 years ago, which that seems illegal because I was seven, Mm -hmm. and I don't like being old. Um, (laughs) And I'm not old, but I feel old. Anyway, um... The fact that that was, like, the point of their research is kind of funny. Just, I don't know, that's a tidbit. Something interesting that the author quotes is research from 2000, where internet users who did find social interaction rewarding used the web for information and entertainment, and those who didn't find in-person interaction rewarding or were socially anxious used the web for the web. (laughs) It seems antiquated even to say that. The web for, for more... Um, news groups and chat rooms so I mean to me that basically proves that introverts are going to stay introverts and extroverts are going to stay extroverts Um, but it's still very fascinating and it's just crazy to think that the internet was so new then and the research was developing at the same time that it like the social Mm -hmm. network itself was developing too it's so crazy isn't it crazy it is okay this is cool because radio. Um, a 1989 study on t- <laughs> pause for effect. <laughs> a 
1989 study on talk radio showed that listeners who called into stations found in-person social interaction less rewarding or anxiety-inducing. Wait, repeat it again? I know, I need to repeat it too. (laughs) The study on talk radio showed that listeners who called into radio stations found in-person social interaction less rewarding or anxiety-inducing. So that kind of flips what I just said on its head, which Mm -hmm. is really interesting. So from 1989 to 2000, the introverts were the ones doing the outreach, basically. That is interesting. To the radio hosts who they had a parasocial relationship with. Mm -hmm. That's what it tells me. Yeah. Wild. That is weird. Isn't this crazy? (laughs) I love this. That is weird. That is wild. It makes sense, though. Wait, we got through all of my notes. But that also t- <laughs> that also tags into like the kind of to the more extreme stalkerish side of things because right. I mean if you're not, you know, usually the, the in, in an extreme way the stalkerish person is probably usually kind of like the weirder, more reserved person. Right. Exactly. Unless they're so good at being deceptive, which those are yeah, I mean people out there. Okay. So this is, uh, I'm happy we just listened to that one second, that wasn't a one second audio clip from when we were drunk, because this is exactly what it said. A really good layman's term (laughs) definition for parasocial relationships. We really did see into the future. Weird. I know. From a Teen Vogue article. So this is a quote. Teen Vogue party. And we'll see if I can read it, because I could not for the life of me in whatever we just listened to. Um, A parasocial relationship is a long-term attachment to a media figure, in parentheses, or a blogger, an idol, or even a politician, in parentheses, based on what a person knows, in quotes, (laughs) or understands about that figure over time. We develop parasocial relationships based on repeated interactions with these figures on social media or on television that make them seem relatable or accessible rather than far away from us, regular people, in quotes. Um, and that's all of my notes. So now we can just discuss. I know. No, yeah. That's just really interesting. I find this so absolutely fascinating for so many different reasons. And I... I feel like there should be different, like, categories of parasocial people now. That were really... Because it, it does feel like such a deep dive, like... Mm-hmm. Because I feel like... I don't know. Definitely, like, with, like, the cognitive almost dissonance Mm -hmm. related to it because again like we know that like we are not actually Taylor Swift's friends yeah (laughs) but like there are people out there who are who said was it you the other day who said um that any given time she has like 40 stalkers that she has to be aware of who said that was it Mandy I don't remember I feel like we're all thinking that though well, well I always like think of Miss Americana where she's like, so, that's why I don't want to yeah. be famous because it is like crazy. And there's like stalkers and then there's like the whole strange. paparazzi side of things. I really do kind of want to revisit my thesis at some point because I don't know what the fuck is even in there. You should. That should be a <laughs> but the, vault episode. the idea is cool. You should have. We should. Because now we don't have a vault episode, so we need one. Well, yeah, that's very true. I know. I don't even know where it is. I'm going to have to find it. But um, like the actual paper. Because I wrote it in like a day. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some bullshit in there. I don't know. Again, how I graduated. I mean, the concept of paparazzi sounds like terrifying too. And that's, I wrote about a little bit about pa- paparazzi because again, like I kind of compared Kim Kardashian posting a nude selfie versus Kate Middleton just getting paparazzi, 
paparazzi. Well, you know what? You could topless. If you even like revisiting it now because that was such a while ago. I watched a video today actually, talking about the Kardashians, and talking about the how they're exploiting their daughter. Why they are only exploiting their daughters and not their sons. And it really like I never noticed that they were doing that because I didn't really but it, don't follow them. But it really like. And it's one of those things, like, you actually don't really need to follow them that much to kind of notice it. Like, like, obviously, Northwest is, like, the biggest thing in the world just on her name alone. But she really is, like, out in the public eye. And they, like, put her forefront, like, in paparazzi photos when they go out. And, like, she's at courtside games. And she does, like, all these crazy things. And she's very, very photographed a lot. Um, And even, like, every single girl, the photo shoots they do, they post it on their own Instagram. All of the girls are always in these photo shoots, and they're posted. Now, in contrast, the boys, all of the sons they have, are never in these photo shoots, and they're usually really private. Some, like, kind of are, but it's really not in the same way, to the point where even now, like, Kylie has a son, and Chloe has a son, and they won't even reveal their names. Like, but yet... All of the the girls, like everyone knows who Stormy is. You're kind of blowing, you're blowing my mind. You're yeah. blowing my mind right but now. But like everyone knows who Stormy is. Kylie's daughter. Like everyone yeah. knows, and she posts her all the time. And like they even had like Kylie had baby skin or baby skin. That sounded weird. It was baby skincare, or whatever. And then she even used Stormy baby for the skincare. But it baby, was like or whatever. But that's screen. what it was. It was like a whole baby line and oh, Stormy, weird. and she made it so that it was Stormy was like the the. That's how they do, she does her app because she doesn't do like real advertising. She only does like her own social media. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. Like, well, Stormy will be the face of it, but and that's like her like exploiting her daughter. Yeah. And then even like the girls have like their own TikToks, Ugh. but the boys don't have anything. Like it See, is that's, but such like, a weird thing. There are so many avenues that you just opened up in my brain. Mm-hmm. So I follow. I really don't follow any of the Kardashians, but I follow the Car- the Kardashian colloquialum, which I think is how you say it on mm-hmm. Instagram. Which is basically a media researcher. It's a whole page just dedicated to like studying them in real time, mm-hmm. which is that I find fascinating. Them, I kind of absolutely despise, but like, you know what I mean? Well, Does it's, that like, sense to it's just like what is going on? Like, the, it is yeah. crazy. And like, but like, okay, so here are my questions immediately after you told me all that. Are they just doing it for marketing because they know they have a huge female following and it will be easier to sell them at market? Or is it like a rape culture thing where like, obviously, like, girls will be, again, kind of more marketable to... Well, sadly, I think it's both. I think it can even go back to the fact that like, I mean, just... A product is... When they started there, they always started with like their bodies... Yeah. And, like, that's how they showcase themselves. And But they were, like, full... I mean, Kim didn't even really get famous famous until she was, like, 26. So, like, that is a full-grown adult to choose their own decisions. But, like, it is kind of like you're, you're choosing to put the girls out there. And you're in... They've created the world of the body perfectionism. So, yep. if you just know these girls are going to go into that world, too. And that's the other thing. That's the other place my mind went. Like, that's kind of so sad. And why are the boys being shielded? And why... Are, and even to the point that where... it makes me... They ill. won't even say the kids' names. Like, that's weird, too. But Northwest is like an airline. Like, it's <laughs> like... You well, know, like, everybody West. knows, but everybody knows. That was, like, part of it is, like, everybody yeah. knows who she is, and they're all going to know her name because uh, this name is so iconic. I almost feel like Northwest has the most agency of any of them 
Because mm-hmm. she, like, I feel like she wants to be on TikTok. And, like, Kim is almost, like, she's fading into it a little bit now. But, now, but like, even eight months ago, a year ago, she was like, no, absolutely not. Like, you can't go on my TikTok. Like, didn't she not have her own TikTok for a while? She has her own TikTok. I really TikTok, don't, but it's, I mean, she's only, like, seven. No, she's much older she's than She's, like, ten. I don't know what she is. I think she's ten or eleven. Still pretty young, though. No, it's very young. I'm not saying media. But, like... I think it's, like, parent-restricted. I don't really know. But it's still, like... They're still just being... you're Like, you're not keeping your child safe from the media world. No, absolutely you're, not. They're basically setting up these kids to now be their own influencers. Like, they are... They probably, yes. by the time they're 14... Or however really old you get into, like, the logistics of it, like... They're gonna be influencers because mm-hmm. they already have this following. That like it's fun they for them. Oh, I'm just doing it. a TikTok, but like they're like they were their parents the are following. making sure that they're gaining a following, and that's such a weird thing too, like to really look at. It's like oh yeah, I'm on TikTok, but she's and also why just the a girls kid. And not the boys. Ew, and then the like boys write down to the boys not having their names. Like why won't you say their names? You've said everything about your entire life. You just won't even say the name of the boy. Why? Yeah. What, like that's Why? weird ew like I've always said anthropologists are going to study the Kardashians for the rest of all time and I don't even think that's a good thing but they are kind of I don't like them at all but they are endlessly fascinating mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're kind of just like a like a beacon of our time which is like a gross thing to say because I don't like saying it but it's true Mm -hmm. like they're such a like a symbol of what culture is right now Mm -hmm. and I hate that and they're setting up their (laughs) daughters to be like the next symbol of what they feel like is their cultural presence it's so weird it's so weird I actually can't wait to see how these kids grow up I think it'll be really interesting there's so many of them and they all have crazy dads. Literally all of them just have you know crazy how? dads. So you're just... That's <laughs> so true. You are just like, how are they going to be... They're already kind of... You hear stories. Like, there are a lot of stories that Courtney's kids are, like, awful. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, awful kids. And, like, just literally the worst. Like, there was something... Even Chloe was like, I don't want my daughter to sleep at Courtney's house. Because those kids are crazy. Like, there's no rules. So, and that's, like... I mean, young. Yeah. But... I don't know. I really do think, I'm like, it'll be really interesting. Not so much North, but, like, the younger kids. Yeah. Like, the boys who are going to rebel. Like, it's going to be weird. It's, I I don't know. It's, like, kind of, like, sickening to think about, honestly. It's so weird. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Me, like, on that note. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Do you want We could keep going? No, that's pretty much just, it's more of just, um... A fascination for me at that point. But right. I just watched that video today, too. I watched a stalking video on Selena, like, yesterday. Well, I saw... My morning um, videos. <laughs> <laughs> just with your cup of coffee. Yeah, just they are. morning. These are, like, the eight-minute videos of the deep dives that I, like, when I just in a pinch. <laughs> See, I watch, like, four hours. <laughs> I know. These are my these are my in a pinch ones. Um, the last thing I want to say is... Like, I wanted to, this is, like, a conversation we will always have, probably, on this podcast. I just wanted to do, like, a little bit of research just to give us some, like, actual context that we can fall back on. And I really do find this stuff so interesting. It's just, like, and, like, I find it good because I have such strong parasocial relationships, even beyond Taylor, 
just to keep, like have this information to keep me in check mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I don't actually go insane. I feel like sometimes. this was um, me with our uh, anxiety attachment. Kind of. <laughs> We're all like, <laughs> so these are our problems. Wait. <laughs> oh my God. I also just learned something. I meant to write it down and I meant to text you about it and I forgot. Oh. Um, well, here we go. Oh, it was in the Jennifer Barnes video. It was about um, anxious... Atta- it was about attachment size and, and how it relates, but I don't have it written down and I can't remember. So we're all just gonna have to go watch the video. Sorry, everyone. We'll link it in the we'll link it in the description. Write in your comments what you think. I know, yeah, guys, email us please. Who are your top three parasocial relationships? <laughs> you have to rank them. Um, we love you guys. Yeah, email us havingavodkapod at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us on Instagram, having a vodka. At having a vodka. At having a vodka. That's what I meant. I always fuck up. Like and subscribe. Like and we are we got a couple reviews actually. I looked did. The I other haven't day. looked. Well, I had to free up space on my phone, um, <laughs> so I had to delete the iTunes, the Apple mm. podcast app, uh, because again, we're going to go see my small indie artists. Guys, what songs do you think <laughs> she's gonna play for um, surprise songs? I don't even want to open up that can of worms. You guys... I have a whole note. <laughs> I do. Yeah, we'll do a whole debriefing next week. Maybe we'll have a vault episode. Probably. I feel like that's going to be one of those, like, this, you know how sometimes we're like, these episodes are short, and then we have episodes where we're like, this is like a five hour episode. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I won't be ashamed of it. I never am. Awesome. Um, We seriously do love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have parasocial relationships with us, let us know. Mm. We'll send you something. We'll send you our love. (laughs) All right. Bye. Peace out. Bye.